I think the other thing that we've we've definitely seen quite, uh, or at least one of the the big concerns that we've been hearing from a lot of organisations is um, employ, employees that are either leaving the organisation or are currently on furlough. Uh, or are currently essentially, you know, um, waiting to hear what their fate is going to be, frankly, in quite a lot of situations. I think that that's a concern as well. Because I think, um, you know, disgruntled employees, employees that are on the way out of the business are quite a significant risk and a threat to the, the, corpor- the corporation's data as well. And I think that we've been seeing quite an, a, a rise in the number of concerned employers um, towards how their data is being handled with with employees on the way out. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd like to think that people are um, a bit more trustworthy than that, but certainly that's what we've, that's what we've been seeing a lot of concern from as well. Um, yeah. and, and, I, and I get that yeah. as well. And yet you have to look at who has access to the data, who these, you know, the disgruntled employees who can do that or do, you know, mm. perpetrate one of those attacks. You have the Tesla example where the employee reported that he was, he was offered a million dollars to help crash the systems or help take out Tesla. You have a furloughed employee or disgruntled employee or someone that doesn't know their fate and they're behind on their, their payments, their rent, they're behind on credit card bills. Desperate people. Yeah. They get offered for something. It's going to be in Bitcoin or something untraceable. They feel like they, they may be able to get away with it. Maybe they don't want to do it, Mm. but they feel they're between a rock and a hard place. And, uh, and it's, we, we had uh, we had an example recently that was um, <coughs> of one of our, our our clients, and they had an instance of somebody that was had moved departments that had access to um, spreadsheets that had the approvals of expenses, and they had some buddies of theirs that worked in that previous department. And they realized they could access this after they'd been approved before they actually got paid out and shouldn't have had access to it from the first place. Uh, and they had no mechanism for figuring out what had been happening. And this, this was going on during the pandemic and it, and it had been going on for about three months until they realized that actually someone had been going into the expense reports after they were approved and increasing the amounts by, you know, some reason it's a reasonably big organization. So they weren't, yeah. it wasn't caught for a little while and yeah. four or five of the guys in the, um, in in the sales team had some pretty juicy expenses and it was really, really difficult for them to kind of track back and figure out what had happened. Um, and, I, and I think that that's that type of behavior. I think, you know, it, they shouldn't have had access to it in the first place, but also they should have had the mechanisms to be able to track and detect and figure out exactly what was happening to that as it was happening as well. But I think quite a lot of organizations don't. And I totally understand why, because, you know, there's so many other fires to put out. There's so many other things, you know, scary threats out there that you need to address, but it's just, just things like that can actually be, you know, very damaging. And I think we're going to find more problems with insider threats um, as this all plays out as well. I think so too. I think the insider threat is continuing to grow. And I think the tools need to improve out there that are there to monitor the intrusions, monitor the, mm. the unauthorized access. And I think more of a focus on IT managers. And this is, this is unfortunate for IT managers because they already have everything on a their plate as well. With, yeah. Yeah. Is to set up the systems correctly from the very beginning to be able to be, to receive notifications about these kind of events. And that's yeah. really the difficulty. You know, if they, gone through the the effort or the 
added effort to set up their system to be notified if this you know did occur or make sure that mm. they didn't have access. Um, it would eliminate you know a high high volume of these kind of attacks or kind of issues. But mm. then again, you have these IT managers that are given you know forty five thousand tasks a week. Mm. Things fall off the plate. Priorities are always shifting. Yeah, um, it's a go for them. It is, and, and also, if you, and, and if I take that example I gave a, a moment ago, I mean, if you actually look at actually some of the, the options that are available for an organization um, to figure out who's got access to, you know, that type of data, to, to do the discovery classification, do the access governance, to do that user behavior and to figure out that stuff. The reality is, is actually there aren't that many options out there that aren't crazy expensive or going to be a huge project. And I think that that actually is one of the things. I think we need to get to the point when that type of technology is, is easily accessible, is, 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 is not ridiculously expensive. Because I think until we do, we're going to have the problem where it'll end up being something that ends up being further down the pile. Um, you know, it, it is still quite niche. It is too expensive. And, and you know, it doesn't, it's just, just crazy. I think we need to try and... You, you know, it's got a bit silly with some of the costs of some of these solutions. And yet that should be pretty basic stuff. It should be common sense. Everyone should fit, every organization, especially now, they need to know where their sensitive data is. They need to know who's got access to it, who shouldn't have access. They really know all to find out what people are doing with it, be able to detect anomalies and all of that. But it's, but I totally empathize and I understand why they haven't. You know, there, there's finite resources, there's finite budgets. And it's like, where do you start? Well, you, you, well let's start with what we know. This is what we know. So let's do that. <laughs> but I think that we yeah. need to try and it needs to get easier. It needs to get better. And vendors well, have think, got to pay their part here as well. You know, I think vendors and end users need to work closer with one another to help these things happen. And, you know, it drives me a bit insane, that division that we have between vendors and end users. And there's, there's just yeah. not enough partnership happening. Well, demand follows supply, right? Or sorry, mm-hmm. supply follows demand. So mm-hmm. what's happening right now is these smaller corporations and organizations haven't really had attacks, haven't had a lot of data breaches and don't have a lot of risk. And that's right. going to change as mm-hmm. ransomware starts, sure. you know, attacking them and internal employees start trying to, you know, attack them as well. And so I think what you're going to see in the next couple of years, and I've seen a couple articles about it, is ITSM or IT service management tools right. Yeah. are going to start bundling their products together. And so what you're going to do is you're going to start being able to go somewhere and buy six products, six different products bundled together. They integrate and they have these pricing tiers that fit your organization. And I think yeah. we're going to move into that realm where even a small dental office with 10 computers can have the, maybe not the same level of protection as a mm. large corporation, mm. but quite a bit of protection. Yeah. All the tools scaled to their budget to fit their kind of protection scheme. And Makes sense. I, yeah. I think that's coming as the demand grows. Um, I think ITSM is kind of the solution for that. And that's going to kind of push us, hopefully, to solve that for mm. these small companies. Hopefully. Yeah, I hope so. Because I think that we, we've got to start, you know, because re- I think that, you know, this isn't, I mean, obviously, quite a lot of the organizations we deal with tend to be kind of mid to large and mid to large enterprises. But, you know, this problem exists across the board. This problem exists, you know, in small businesses just as much as it does the, you know, the large enterprises. I mean, yeah. in fact, arguably within a lot of these SM, SMBs, these small organizations, the implications are even greater. Um, you know, the risk is even greater. Um, uh, you know, th- it could literally take out their whole business if they don't kind of figure this out. If you've got a, you know, 50, 100 user organization, it's easy for access to spool out of control. It's easy for, um, 
you know, for for uh, data to end up in places it shouldn't end up, and 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 and, and the implication is is significant. So, um, yeah, who's your one. IT? Who's mm. your IT expert in a small company? Who are right, you going to pay? You know, a big time salary in order to come in and protect your organization. Um, I was just reading an article by Inc. Mm-hmm. Dot com from mm-hmm. 2018, so it's a couple of years old, but it's saying 60% of small companies will fail within six months after a data breach. Yeah. So yeah. a big event will cause or may cause their failure, or gives them, an, you know, the chance for a failure. And the risk is too great. If you're making two or three million dollars, you're a small company, you're doing well, right. mm-hmm. you have a staff at 10 or 20, you can't afford these giant expensive products. But at the same mm-hmm. time, you're putting at risk your your sales, your That's revenue, it. everything mm-hmm. at the same time. And it's, it's such a tough, tough position to be in. It's, really it's gotta be solved um, sooner than yeah. later, hopefully.